Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everyone. I'm Dale. Thank you so much for joining with me today on the Word Podcast. Uh, We have been looking in recent episodes at what I call the Lord's Week the last few days that the Lord Jesus Christ was here on earth and the various things that occurred. And uh, we've been using the nomenclature of the scripture where it said that on the 10th day of Nisan, uh, the 14th day of Nisan, Nisan is simply a month and the days are the days. And we've looked at the 9th, 10th, 11th, the 12th, the 13th, and we're up to the 14th day of Nisan. And we've seen this already uh, from passages we saw in Leviticus and um, Exodus about the feast of the Lord. He told him to do certain things on this day. And this was uh, what was referred to in the New Testament as the preparation day, the day before the Passover. The idea being that they prepared the meal, they sacrificed the lamb, and when they sat down that night, they ate the meal of lamb and bitter herbs and unleavened bread. But when it became even, it became the 15th day of Nisan. And that 15th day was a high holy day. It was the Sabbath day. It was the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. But that evening of the 14th, when the sun goes down, it becomes the 15th, when it becomes dark, that's when the death angel actually passed over the children of Israel. So that's the reason that it's called Passover. The scriptures are, are, are abundant related to the 14th day of Nisan. And so I decided what to do is I would just quickly go through uh, some of the things that occurred on this particular day. We don't have time to look at the Scripture. I would encourage you to read the Scripture. Uh, You'll be amazed at how much uh, the Gospels speak of it. And so what we see on this particular day is that uh, the plot of Judas to betray Jesus occurred on this day. You see that in Matthew 26. The preparation for the Last Supper, and it's the preparation for the meal that the Lord had with them, And also, I think that likely the disciples were preparing for the Passover meal because they would have had to clean the room, remove all the leaven, and do that type of thing. But the meal that is the Last Supper, what we call the Last Supper, the last meal Jesus had with his disciples, was not Passover proper because that would have occurred the next evening. And so you see a lot of timing events in these passages. Uh, For instance, Matthew 27, 20 says, When evening has come, uh, Mark 14 said, In the evening he comes with the twelve. John 13, 1 said, now, before the feast of the Passover. I see that's really important because John uh, 13, you can start with John 13 and read the balance of the Gospel of John to get an overall picture of everything that happens. Uh, It says before the feast of the Passover, okay? So when the evening came, Luke 22 says he sat down with the 12 disciples. And so now it's Tuesday after sunset. The Lord sits there and has the meal with his disciples, and that's when he institutes what we refer to as the Lord's Supper. Uh, That's when he washes his disciples' feet. That's when uh, uh, the new covenant is made, and he he speaks of the new covenant and what he's doing. And it really uh, sets aside the Passover, the need for the lamb, because later that day he would be the sacrificial lamb. And there's cup memorials and bread memorials and things like that. Uh, Judas goes out from there and does what he was supposed to do. It was nighttime. Uh, also, Jesus foretold Peter uh, of, of Peter's denials. And then you have the, a lot of the Lord's teachings, John 14, 15, 16, 
phenomenal passages in John 14 where the Lord says, I'm, uh, don't be fearful because I'm going to prepare a place for you. Uh, John 15, where he speaks of abiding in him, abiding in the vine. Uh, John 17, Jesus' high priestly prayer, uh, the true Lord's prayer, that which we uh, uh, speak of and that we pray as the Lord's prayer is really a model prayer. This is Jesus' high priestly prayer. And then he leaves the room and he goes to the Garden of Gethsemane and the time of prayer, the agonizing in prayer for uh, hours, Uh, the encounter he had with the disciples. Remember, could you not pray with me one hour? His betrayal uh, by Judas, his arrest, he's taken uh, uh, Annas and the Caiaphas, the high priest, uh, and all that happens at night. He, uh, Peter denies him. He winds up before Pilate, and Pilate, you know, says, well, here's your king, you know, at midnight. Uh, and then there's trials before Pilate and Herod, and he goes before Herod. All this stuff happens in a very compressed time frame. And then it says this, uh, and you see this in Mark and Matthew and Luke and John, that it was the third hour that he was crucified. That third hour, hour would be what we call Wednesday morning at 9 o'clock. And he was crucified with thieves on both sides of him. Well, you know what happened. Darkness came upon the land from the sixth hour to the ninth hour. And you see that in all the Gospels. And uh, then he's dying. It's very end. He cries out, it is finished. He actually has seven last phrases uh, that he pronounces. And he dies at 3 o'clock in the afternoon. His side had been pierced. And he dies at exactly the time that the children of Israel were told to sacrifice the lamb. They were to kill the lamb in between the evenings, and that means 3 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, When he dies, the earth shook. There was an earthquake. The veil in the temple was rent in two from top to bottom. He, remember, yielded his spirit. He gave up his spirit. He yielded himself to that which Father had called him to do on behalf of mankind. When that occurred, and don't you know those priests inside the um, temple were wondering what in the world's happening because you have this massive earthquake, and all of a sudden the veil, which was a huge uh, curtain partition, we're not talking about a little one-inch or two-inch thick curtain. Some people say that it's up to 18 inches thick. I'm not sure about that, but it was extremely thick. It was extremely tall, and then it was torn from top to bottom. And so here Jesus dies. Well, the next day, uh, was the Sabbath. It was not the Sabbath of the weekly Sabbath, which the Jews celebrated on Friday night until Saturday night. Again, it was the first day of the Feast of Unleavened Bread. And we know that because the day of preparation was the 14th day in the sun to prepare the Passover meal. The sun was going down. They took Jesus off the cross, and they did it quickly because the next day was uh, the Sabbath day, the high holy day, and they didn't want the body to remain on the cross so Jesus was buried in the tomb uh, by Joseph and Nicodemus. He's buried. The sun goes down on what we call Wednesday. As soon as the sun goes down, it becomes Thursday. He's in the tomb Thursday evening and day. Friday evening and day. Saturday evening and day. Even as the Lord himself prophesied three days and three nights. He didn't. He, he said he would be in the belly of the earth three days and three nights. Not part of three days and part of three nights. It is literally the perfect fulfillment of what the Lord said. And even on the day that we're actually doing this uh, podcast is the time in the week when this would have occurred. And so it, it is something that for us to give pause to. 
to give remembrance, to remember what he did for us. Uh, and this is just a portion of all that happened in this one final 24-hour period. I would encourage you to go and read through the Gospels. It's easy to find in the various Gospels and pick up the story uh, on that last day and watch what the Lord Jesus Christ did for us. Again, I'm Dale. I thank you so much for being here, and I'll see you again next time.